Welcome to Charlie's Toolbox, the only podcast that teaches you how to be the main character in your life. Here, you can find all the tools and skills you need to decenter men, center yourself, and feel good about your life. Here's your host, researcher, observer, and marketer, Charlie Taylor. Hi there, and welcome to this week's episode of Charlie's Toolbox. Today, we discuss differentiating between red flags and your fear from past relationships with men. I thought this would be a great topic because it is something that I and a lot of women go through. We go through bad or unhealthy relationships. We heal and then we become hypervigilant with the new men in our life because we haven't yet made peace with the idea that we simply worked with the knowledge that we had at the time. So let's get started. We've all, all of us, we've all been hurt before. But as women, we are told it is our fault. So we do the natural thing and analyze every part of the relationship, looking for the places where we went wrong. We search for the red flags and signs that we missed, and we hyper obsess over the details. Then we commit to ourselves to never falling for it again. And sometimes we commit so much to never being wrong or human that we become too diligent, turning minor issues into huge red flags. If he didn't call you back immediately, red flag. He didn't give you the compliment that you wanted, red flag. And I'm guilty of this because I think everybody should compliment me. Um, Or he didn't answer in the way that you like. You think red flag. Now, it is important to listen to the person you are dating. It is important to figure out this. So to take the pressure off you and stop thinking in a fear-based way, you need to remember that you did not have the tools before. You came into a romantic relationship with no knowledge of how patriarchy teaches men how to manipulate you. Your parents told or demonstrated that women are chosen only if they are virgins or likable or submissive. So like many of you and many of us, you approach these relationships with that information guiding you. And unfortunately, you had to crash to realize that the dream they sold was untrue. You had to fall hard to see how deeply ingrained patriarchy is. But once the wool was lifted, you were able to see what romance is and what romance is not. But the pain, the shame, and the embarrassment of the situation makes you extremely paranoid and over diligent. So to get over that hump, I've outlined some tips to keep your imagination, sanity, and love life in check. Number one, know yourself. By knowing yourself, I mean being in touch with how you feel and accepting your feelings as the truth. If your stomach turns and you can't quite put your finger on why, still trust yourself. If every time you talk, you feel like you're being guided and led, trust that feeling. If you feel like someone is being deceptive or ambiguous on purpose, trust that feeling. You don't need to explain away your emotions or make yourself wrong or bad for them. The only thing you need to do is honor them because nine times out of 10, your gut is saying something to you and your gut is telling the truth. Number two, trust your boundaries. And by trusting your boundaries, I am saying 
that this is what you should say to yourself. There are a set of rules that I made for myself to keep me safe, happy, and comfortable. And I tell everyone I meet these rules and when they agree to the relationship with me, they agree to these rules. And the moment that they violate these rules, I will leave. Now, in the past, you weren't clear about your needs and you weren't clear on your boundaries, but you are now. So you don't have to be afraid of dating. You don't have to be afraid of men because you know that if your boundaries, your standards and rules are crossed, you will take action. And that is something that you can guarantee for yourself because only you can guarantee that. Number three. Remind yourself that red flags are not tricky. Men like to talk. Men put their feet in their mouths. Men are sloppy with their conversations. So if you ask a question, if you listen, and if you wait it out, those red flags are always going to appear. They're always going to present themselves. Men are not the master of disguises as you guys have portrayed them to be. They aren't that sneaky and often their flaws, their flaws are loud. The only reason why people are oblivious to it is people will tell themselves stories about the red flags to minimize it or to create sympathy so that they can continue to be in the relationship. And I'll say that again. The only reason why people are oblivious to most red flags is because either one, they didn't know and they don't have the knowledge, or number two, they tell themselves stories about red flags to minimize it or to create sympathy so that they can continue the relationships. For example, and I'll give an example, you are dating a guy who is demonstrating he is stingy, but he tells you a story about growing up poor and instead of taking his behavior as it is and deciding that, you know what, this probably won't mesh with me because I actually like to be in a partnership with someone who isn't stingy, you create a story to sympathize with him. You tell yourself he is selfish because he never had anything and you will provide and prove to him that you are worthy of his unselfish behavior by giving him love, attention, care by being the woman of his dreams you hope that he's going to change this thing that he said that he is because of your actions now that is how we ignore red flags that is how we create stories in our minds to create continue relationships with men because we may have over liked them or we're more invested in them than they are us number four Instead of looking for red flags, look for character. When you analyze a person's character, you're looking for the complete picture. You're looking for or you're looking for or creating moments where things won't go his way. And I think this is a great test. Putting him and putting yourself in positions where things will not go his way. When you do that, you are observing his behavior. You're asking yourself, will he keep his head? Will he be okay compromising? Will he be irate or angry? Because if you see anger, you need to leave. Will he be able to put himself second? Will he be irate? 
Those are questions that you ask when you when you put him and yourself in these situations where things may not go his way. These questions help you look at character. Those are questions that help you look at the complete picture and not minor actions. Number five, ask yourself, is this a misunderstanding? Is this something that could be better communicated? Meaning, is it something that he misread or did not know about you? For example, he may not know that you prefer outside dates or inside dates, whichever one. So he may choose something like this is for if you like outside dates. He may choose something like a museum or a restaurant. And because that doesn't align with you, that's not a red flag. It is miscommunication. And once he knows, he can tailor the places to things that you like. So ask yourself, is this moment a miscommunication where he just does not know anything about me and I don't know anything about him and we have not clarified that? Or is this a situation where I should be afraid and I should take myself out of it? And finally, number six, ask yourself, are you truly healed? And this is a big one. Sometimes anxiety and being overwhelmed and and just being so tense about dating, sometimes it points to places unhealed or it shows you that you do not truly trust yourself. So ask yourself, am I afraid I will betray myself? And you need to answer it truthfully because either answer, it does not make you a good or a bad person. It does not make you a bad bitch or whatever it is that you want to call yourself. It does not make you anything. It only makes you aware. And that is what you need to, to date. You need to be aware of yourself. And if you know that you aren't truly healed, and if you know that you still have some things that you have to work on, just work on them because that effort is going to have a payoff way more than dating someone and being anxious about it. So on the final note, I really want to emphasize that pain, that shame and embarrassment, they are a part of life. You are not special in that way where you think you're the only person who have experienced these feelings. No one on earth has escaped these feelings. No one has lived without it. So give yourself a break. Stop hating yourself. Stop obsessing over the new guy. Stop being so anxious and nervous nervous every time you have an interaction with someone who you think you may be interested in. Your nerves, they won't help you, but your confidence and your belief in yourself will. So believe that you have the knowledge, the experience, and the self-confidence to weed out anyone who is not right for you because you really do. And on that note, you guys, take care. Bye. For show notes, be sure to check out charliestoolbox.com. Follow Charlie on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Charlie's Toolbox. Thanks again for listening to Charlie's Toolbox.